Good morning. Whether you are joining online or here in the sanctuary, welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. I'm Kelly Stokes. My pronouns are she, her, and it's my joy to serve this congregation as your director of Lifespan Religious Education. You may be wondering why we've been watching a recording of musicians we don't know and why I'm the only one up here. This week, Unitarian Universalists from all over the world, including all of our ministers and some of our members, are, have been gathered in Pittsburgh for General Assembly, or GA, our annual meeting. I'm delighted to be with you this morning as we enjoy select recordings from worship services at GA, chosen especially for us by our Minister for Values and Mission, Reverend Chris Jimerson. Full recordings of all these worship services and some of the other general sessions from GA are available on UUA.org, and I encourage you to check them out. But this morning, we get to experience these new voices together with our first UU community. And I invite you to approach these recordings in the spirit of this community, this togetherness that we are enjoying. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I especially want to welcome you if you are new to the church. If you are with us on the live stream, please feel free to say hello in the comments and let us know where you are. If you're with us here in person, we invite you to join us for coffee and conversation after the service. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. It's in that tradition that I invite you to greet the holy among us, either in the comments online or simply by turning to those around you here in the sanctuary. Please join me in saying the words for lighting our chalice. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. One of the things that binds First UU together as a religious community is that the congregation has a common purpose, a mission that we wrote together, we put on the wall, and we say together every Sunday. Let's say it together now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. So this is a story from the Jewish tradition, and the storyteller, a rabbi, talks about God. As you use, we all have different understandings of what the word God means. If the word is confusing to you, you might think about the mystery of science or the spirit of life in all living beings as you listen. Before there was anything, there was God, a few angels, and a huge swirling blob of rocks and water with no place to go. The angels asked God, Why don't you clean up this mess? So, God collected rocks from the huge swirling blob and put them together in clumps and said, Some of these clumps of rocks will be planets, and some will be stars, and some of these rocks will be just rocks. Then, God collected water from the huge swirling blob and put it together in pools of water and said, Some of these pools of water will be oceans, 
and some will be clouds, and some of this water will be just water. Then the angel said, Well, God, it's neater now, but is it finished? And God answered, Nope. So on some of the rocks, God placed growing things and creeping things and things that only God knows what they are. And when God had done all this, the angels asked God, Is the world finished now? And God answered, Nope. God made two humans from some of the water and stardust and said to them, I'm tired now. Please, finish up the world for me. Really, it's almost done. But the humans said, We can't finish the world alone. You have the plans and we are too little. You are big enough. God answered them. But I agree to this. If you keep trying to finish the world, I will be your partner. The humans asked, What is a partner? And God answered, A partner is someone you work with on a big thing that neither of you can do alone. If you have a partner, it means that you can never give up because your partner is depending on you. On the days you think I am not doing enough, and on the days I think you are not doing enough, even on those days we are still partners and we must not stop trying to finish the world. That's the deal. And they all agreed to that deal. Then the angels asked God, Is the world finished yet? And God answered, I don't know. Go ask my partners. Now is the time in our service where we center ourselves together. We breathe together in silence, knowing that in this congregation, the voices of babies and other human sounds are part of the silence. Breathing in and breathing out, we follow our breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater wisdom, of greater love. That place where a spark of the divine resides within each of us. Breathing in, and breathing out. In that place, find the love that you have for yourself and feel it fully. Let your love for yourself fill you up. Like a bubble expanding outward, allow that love to grow, to include the people sitting near you. Love yourself and them with all your being. Breathing in and breathing out. Let the bubble grow to include the whole First UU community, those you hold dear and those you haven't met yet, and even those you don't particularly like. Love yourself and all of them. Let that love keep growing. Extend your love to everyone at General Assembly and all the UUs around the country gathering in worship 
right now. As your bubble of love keeps growing bigger, imagine it bumping into those around you and melding together as we love ourselves, each other, and now everyone on our sacred planet, known and unknown. Allow yourself to sense that connection and that love coming back to you. Now, if you are so moved, I invite you to light a candle. Candles representing sorrow, joy, hope, remembrance, resilience, love. I invite you to hold the silence at the end of the meditative time. Let me be water. 
the title of this reading is Pushing for Change. If we believe in the promise of our faith, we must continue pushing forward, even if the reality makes us want to give up. There is no one-size-fits-all solution or model, but there are many paths forward based on context, relationships, and place. Ideology sparks movements, but relationships are what change organizations and sustain movements. It takes one relationship at a time. In the end, changes to the leadership of the institution happen because of relationships, people pushing. We must place value on the relationships and the need to not leave folks behind in our quest for transformation. I live in a small city, and living in that small city helps me understand what community means. Community doesn't only include the people who agree with you or those with whom you want to be friends. Our Unitarian Universalist faith is similar in the sense that we are a small religious community of people who are not bound by creed, but instead are bound by principles, values, and a covenant with a need for intellectual rigor combined with spiritual depth or humanist love. Everything comes back to our congregations and covenant communities. That is where the faith starts and ends. We must embody the changes we wish to see and not just say we believe in the changes. We must actually live the changes with every fabric of our being. If we believe in the promise of our faith, we must continue pushing forward. I'm the Reverend Chris Weiss, minister of the Tennessee Valley Unitarian Universalist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee, on the land of the Cherokee. I'm wearing a black robe and a blue stole. I'm a middle-aged man, bald head, graying beard, glasses, and a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> My father, an Episcopal priest, a blessed memory once gave me advice on preaching in the form of a story. And the story goes like this. When Martin Luther was a young preacher, he used to write his sermons out word for word and simply get up in the pulpit and read his sermon word for word to the congregation. Afterwards, a woman came up to him and said, Martin Luther, that's no way to preach a sermon. You don't need to prepare anything at all. All you need to do is get up in the pulpit and let the Spirit speak through you. And he said, I did that once. I got up in the pulpit and I heard the Spirit say, 
Martin Luther, you should have prepared a sermon. <laughs> so I have come prepared to speak today. As all our religious professionals have come prepared to do the work that they do. And yet we live in a time when it's hard to feel that any of us is fully prepared for all the possibilities. Everything is constantly changing. The advice of our elders does not always seem in sync with the times. And so our choir has given us the text for this service. Change is coming. What do we need to imagine to be prepared? Churches aren't always known for rapid change. There you go. Can I get an amen? All right. The congregation I served in Oxford, Ohio had its own cheer. Go Turtles, go. understand what that cheer meant. I was a new student minister, and so I asked somebody what it meant, and they told me that during a particularly long, tedious meeting of the board, when it seemed like no one was in any particular hurry to make any particular decision, the president of the congregation, Alan Miller, said, organizing Unitarian Universalists is like herding turtles. <laughs> And so a cheer was born. So repeat after me. Go turtles, go. Go turtles, go. Go turtles, go. Of course, not everyone resonates with that metaphor. When I told uh, my mentor, the Reverend Leslie Hybor, about that metaphor, she said, if organizing Unitarian Universalist is like herding turtles, mine are snapping turtles. <laughs> Over the years, I have been a witness to how much churches can change, often at a turtle's pace. I began this work in the 1980s when I was the youngest guy at the staff table. I'm not the youngest guy at the staff table. But I still remember in the 80s, someone came up and said, I want to donate a computer to the church. And honestly, my first thought was, what in the world is a church going to do with a computer? <laughs> when I went into the ministry, I didn't even own a cell phone. And during the pandemic lockdown, I actually preached to one. <laughs> That's not an easy thing to do. Can I get an amen? Amen. Thank you, my cell phone never gives me an amen. <laughs> I was recently at a service at an African Methodist Episcopal Church, and the minister said, get out your Bibles, and everyone got out their phones. <laughs> Change is coming. Along these lines, a friend pointed out that she had a Bible app on her phone, that had an interesting feature. It had a button that said, press here to update. <laughs> Who knew updating the scripture could be so easy? And I have to 
confess when it comes to technology, I have not always been a trailblazer. I've depended on my younger staff to prod me in that, decorate, that direction. A decade ago, the administrator of our church, Heather Finney, came into my office and said, Chris, the Dalai Lama is on Facebook. Why aren't you on Facebook? And up until that moment, I was unaware that I was in a competitive relationship with the Dalai Lama. But in the age of globalization, we all have a global platform. Of course, Facebook is passe with younger generations who moved on to different forms of social media. Don't ask me what they are. Ask the young what they are. Because as we move forward, it will be very important for the elders to be mentored by the young. When people in my congregation ask, why are we changing? I say, we're not changing because we want to. We're changing because we have to. In the Unitarian Universalist Church, we believe in evolution. Now we actually have to practice it. <laughs> we have to adapt to change. We have to evolve. Joe Shukla, who is a member of the Hindu Community Center in my city, once told me that a friend gave him a copy of the Upanishads with this inscription in it, toward your metamorphosis into who knows what. <laughs> and that's what we're all called to do, to participate in our metamorphosis into who knows what. If we were acorns, we could be pretty sure we were on our way to becoming oak trees. But the trajectory of the spiritual growth of Unitarian Universalists is not so easy to track. But hopefully we will grow to be so large and inclusive like a large tree, all the birds of the air will nest in our branches. The Greek philosopher Heraclitus taught us that we can't enter the same river twice because everything is constantly in flux. For this same reason, we can never enter the same church twice. The church is always changing. In our church, we have a shelf full of old photo directories. We don't even do photo directories anymore. All that information is online. But I love to pull down those photo directories because I like to witness how the church has changed over time. Someone who is single might have a partner in the next directory. Someone who is a child might be a parent in a future directory. Someone who is living may no longer be alive by a future directory. Earlier, we shared with you a reading by Alandria Williams of Blessed Memory, who I met as a child in my Sunday school program when I was a religious education director and watched her to be a youth group leader and then a leader in our district and then a leader in our denomination, a co-moderator, and now she has changed again. She is one of our ancestors speaking to us tonight, urging us to have the courage 
to change, telling us change is coming. This year, the Article II Commission is inviting us to consider change, to move in the direction of greater justice, love, and generosity, equity, interdependence, pluralism, and transformation. Change is coming. What do we need to imagine to be prepared? In the 19th century, it was said that Unitarians believed in the fatherhood of God, the brotherhood of man, and the neighborhood of Boston. <laughs> but that was before God changed her pronouns. Our theology has changed over time. Unitarians and Universalists are emerged. Our ideas of our neighborhood are much bigger now. Our ideas about the human family and our connection with all life is bigger than that now. Our ideas about ultimate reality are bigger than that now. Insomuch as God is transcendent, God is transgender. In so much as God is embodied, there is a divine spark in everybody in this room and everybody viewing online, everybody of every race, everybody of every color, everybody of every ability, everybody of every sexual orientation, everybody of every gender identity, everybody. The first memorial service I was involved in as a minister was for a 15-year-old boy named Evan. And he was diagnosed with leukemia, which took him far too quickly. When I went to visit him in the hospital, I noticed that somebody brought him a Bible. And I was a little bit embarrassed because I was his minister and I brought him a Star Trek book. <laughs> But he had a poster of how to speak Klingon in his hospital room, so I think I made a good choice. <laughs> but he wrote a letter to his friends to be read after he died, and in that letter he said, Fear not, for I boldly go where no one has gone before. And I share that with you today because I know on the day that I die, if I'm conscious at all, I will remember his courage. I will remember his courage in the face of that ultimate change. And I will enter into that undiscovered country boldly. And I think if a young person can face death with such boldness, certainly we who are living can face life with courage. The Reverend Gordon Gibson is a retired minister in my congregation who is very active in the civil rights movement. He tells the apocryphal story of a young student studying in the Northeast when all of a sudden they hear the voice of God and a big booming voice 
that says, I want you to go down to Mississippi and work for civil rights. And lo, I will be with you as far as Memphis. <laughs> the work for change requires great courage. The work for change requires us to rush in where angels and God Almighty fears to tread. In the aftermath of another church shooting, another shooting in a congregation, I got a call from a Canadian journalist who asked me this question. She said, how can we keep our churches safe? And I replied, stay in Canada. <laughs> There's no substitute for good public policy. Thoughts and prayers are not enough. In the meantime, those of us who are living south of that particular border are going to have to face our fears summon our courage and commit to the work so that every child can have a full life, free from the fear of gun violence, free from fear of poverty and disease, free from fear of bias, bigotry, and racism, free from fear of sexism, homophobia, and transphobia, free from fear of environmental devastation, free from fear of any kind. That's our mission. Our job is to overcome hatred with love, fear with faith. Love is the spirit of this church. And the spirit is that certain je ne sais quoi. That certain I don't know what. I don't know what. The scripture says the spirit blows where it will and will never know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. So let's be born of the spirit together. That spirit is blowing through our congregations and our communities today. That spirit is blowing through my body and your body and everybody. So let's listen to the spirit. Let's use our imaginations. Let's be prepared. Go turtles, go! Go turtles, go! Go turtles, go! Amen. Please say with me the words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Prophetic Church, livers, lovers of this living tradition, this world, with all of its heartbreak and all of its hurt, too much. All of that pain, but all that possibility, y'all, all of that potential, all that beauty waiting to be born into the world, this world. It awaits your liberating ministry. As we leave this place, let us be fools for love, y'all, absolutely audacious, and pilgrims for justice. Let it move in the hands, the feet, the body, all that we are, that our lives may be a prayer, a prayer for change, needed as it is. And may we walk 
move, fly, crawl, however we get there, y'all, go righteously towards that spirit of beloved community on the horizon and the spirit that we're building here. Let's go together. Let's go together into the future, y'all. Righteously so, arm in arm, in love with this life, this faith, and all that we might become. Amen. Blessed be and go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.